All right, guys, fire up for yet another sweetheart of an episode of the Mountaintop Podcast, largely because my sweetheart, none other than Emily McKay, is joining us once again for this show, which is always a great time. And today, the topic is hot mommies, which is long overdue. We love to talk about hot mommies, and we do not do it enough. But before we jump into that, I want to let you know what the guys over at Origin in Maine are up to. They are back online with handmade boots, including the amazing bison boots that I'm looking for excuses to wear around, even though it's the middle of summertime in Texas. That's how great those boots are. And especially their factory jeans, which are unlike any jeans I've ever worn, and I'm sure you'll feel the same way. They're stretchy enough to move in and stylish enough to make you look good. And they do that while still retaining that functional masculine look about them. Great, great jeans, the best I've ever had. It's all there for you at www.mountaintoppodcast.com front slash origin, O-R-I-G-I-N. And when you go, tell them I sent you and use Mountain 10 for 10% off your order. And now, guys, let's get to this new episode, which is really a whole lot of fun. Enjoy. Live from the mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to the world-famous Mountaintop Podcast. And now, here's your host, Scott McKay. Hey there, welcome once again to another edition of The Big Show. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And let me tell you what, Emily, today we're going to talk about a topic that, I tell you, I have no idea how we've escaped talking about it until now, but it was finally suggested by someone and it sounded like a great idea. It's none other than hot mommies. Ooh, hot mommies, huh? Well, you know, I'm thinking that maybe we should talk about hot daddies too. Uh, We'll probably get around to that, knowing (laughs) you. Sure. (laughs) Now, you know, I want to jump right into this. Why not, right? Let's dive right in because there's plenty to talk about. The first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, are mommies hot? I mean, a lot of guys, younger guys may be thinking, yeah, I don't know. Uh, You know what? I don't think I'm interested in a woman who's had children already. But, you know, sometimes when guys are older, maybe they have children of their own, they're thinking the exact opposite. Which is funny because a lot of times as women, we think, oh, my goodness, I've had children. I have the mom bod. (laughs) No, we're going to have to talk about the mom bod and the dad bod, I'm sure. Oh, yes. I remember the first time somebody said, you know, you have... You have a woman's body now. I transitioned from a girl's body to a woman's body. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, everything kind of shifted and moved. I'm like, yeah, I guess I do have a different body. Well, by that, I would think you have the curves all in the right place suddenly. Exactly. I mean, back when I was in high school, there was exactly one girl in our entire school who had a body shaped like a real actual woman. And it was interesting because... A lot of guys thought she was really hot, but we were also like, man, she just looks like an adult, and I don't feel like an adult, so maybe she's quite literally too much woman for me right now. (laughs) That's how a lot of kids felt. A lot of guys you know, in school felt, and I'm not really sure how we process that information because my mind is that of an adult man now, but uh, I remember specifically guys conversing about her. Yeah, she's really hot and sexy and everything, but you know, I think I have my whole life to date someone who looks like a 23-year-old, as strange as that sounds. Wow, she started early. I had to wait till I had children before I got that body. Yeah, so you've told me before. Back in high school, you were rather slight and not quite as much. (laughs) Yeah. Even as a a young adult, I was still that way. It wasn't until I had children that finally everything was able to move in place. And I'm thinking, I now have a mom's body. 
And as it turns out, a lot of people found that more sexy than the skinny little, you know, twig that I used to be. Well, you know what? I think it's very much a stereotype that men only like skinny women who look like models, like supermodels. As a matter of fact, on my Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, I posted a study, like a peer-reviewed study that showed that most men, contrary to the belief of most women, I might add, don't find the supermodel type of body very sexy. That's an interesting thought because most of us strive to get that. We spend lots of money. We even do collagens. We do tummy tucks and all kinds of stuff that's expensive, including lotions and creams and all kinds of makeup, just so that we can look like the models. Would you say you're a collagen graduate? (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. That was very bad. I should probably (laughs) edit that out before I get bad reviews. What does collagen do for women? It's not the same as Botox. It's not what makes your lips puffy, right? Well, the collagen makes your lip puffy or gives you more cheeks and change your structure of your of your face, whereas the Botox helps get rid of the wrinkles. Oh, I see. Well, the collagen sounds like a disaster in the making to me. Just ladies, if you happen to be listening, leave it alone. <laughs> you do you, okay? We'll be all right. Oh, the Botox was quite an experience. Yes, you have actually done it before. If I you're going to admit it. Yeah. I have. I've tried it once, just once. Just st- wasn't for me. You still look like Emily to me, which is a good thing. <laughs> So anyway, uh, the study said that men don't prefer, from a sexual attractiveness perspective, don't prefer that kind of body, that skinny supermodel body. And someone who apparently knew what they were talking about from the fashion industry chimed in and said, yeah, well, those types of female bodies are designed to make the clothes look good. They're designed to feature the clothes, not to feature the sexy woman underneath, which makes sense to me. Yet women are still basically fed this let's face it, impossible task of being that skinny and looking like that, when meanwhile, guys aren't even attracted to it. Good grief. No wonder those clothes don't look good on me. (laughs) Well, like you said, you've got the mom body, right? (laughs) I know, right? But I want to clarify what that means to me. I mean, let's see if these guys agree with me or if they dissent a little. I'm sure I'll hear about it in the comments section on the show notes page. To me, after a woman has kids... She may have fuller hips. Her boobies may be a size or two larger. One of the great side effects. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I think that looks great. I'd say they're quite expensive. Yeah. well, (laughs) Having children is expensive. (laughs) Exactly. More than plastic (laughs) surgery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids were a lot more expensive. But we're not going to comment on your spectacular boobies, even though that's a fact. I think a lot of guys really actually like women's bodies that look very feminine. I don't want to use the word matronly because to me that sounds like plain school marmish. You know, it just doesn't have a very sexy ring to it. But, you know, women whose bodies look like they mean business sexually are very, very attractive to a lot of men. Now, I actually wrote years ago. I don't know why it's not something I've reissued before, but I don't think I ever reissued the actual newsletter again. But one of the first newsletters I ever wrote was called Motherhood is Hot. And I sent it to both the women and the men. And I had women write me back saying, this made me weep. Thank you, thank you, thank you for validating that being a mother is so hot and sexy. And I had other women, of course, who wrote me and went, "Ah, I'm never going to have any children. And how dare you say that motherhood's what makes a woman sexy? Because I'm never going to be a mother, blah, 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 right? So, you know, we can just let them have their opinion. But on the men's side, I had a surprising number of guys agree with me. And I was saying things in the newsletter like, we don't mind stretch marks. 
We don't mind evidence that you've had children before. We don't mind that your hips filled out a little bit. A lot of us actually think that's very hot. And the actual idea that you know how to be a mother, that you know how to nurture and take care of children is actually very sexy. That's because we know how to nurture and take care of our men. Right, exactly. Our Motherhood. sexy men. <laughs> <laughs> Motherhood is actually a big part of being a woman from a feminine perspective. So it shouldn't be a big surprise to us as men when we find that aspect of a woman sexy. A guy wrote me one time, he goes, my girlfriend has a very small child. And of course, you know, she puts the child to bed when I come to see her. And then we have some alone time together. And sometimes she'll sing the baby or the young child a lullaby. And I feel kind of sort of guilty because I find it very sexy. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, of course not, because she's demonstrating this really feminine, loving, charming quality that men like in women. He likes to know that she's going to be just as tender and compassionate and supportive of him as well. And she's displaying that attribute. Yeah, I think anytime men act like men, they demonstrate what I call masculinity as women define it. Those men are sexy to women. Oh, yeah. They perk up. They ignite that femininity. And I think the other side of the coin is true also. When women act like women, when they show that sign of being fun and joyful and nurturing and indeed even playful, it turns us on. I think a lot of guys aren't as in tune to that idea of femininity igniting our masculinity as much as women are about masculinity igniting them. But I think there is a fact-based reality there. Absolutely. But you know, I think when it comes to men being sexy, being dads who are sexy, women tend to look beyond looks. And for them, it's all about how he acts and behaves. I mean, a woman can bring a man to visit her family or her friends, and he may not be the most handsome, charming looking guy. But if he is absolutely amazing as a human being, she thinks the world of him and she's so proud and she brings him home and she's like, look at my man. He's wonderful. Well, I'm living proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're amazing in every way possible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what do you mean by look at this man? He's amazing. Right. Give me, well, give me some practical evidence there. What does that look like? Well, for her, she's not seeing him for what he looks like, his hair, his... Or lack thereof. <laughs> okay. The hair or no hair, you know, whatever he may look like, his weight for that matter. It's more about how he treats her, how he makes her feel as a woman. And how he behaves as a man, for that matter. I mean, he does manly things such as being kind and compassionate and being strong and protective. In not that he's having to protect her against all these evil things coming at her, but just that she feels safe in his presence, that nothing bad's going to happen because he has it all under control. That's hot. He's a big four man. Exactly. When he has character and you know that he isn't going to hurt you. That's wonderful. You can feel safe and know that you can just relax and just enjoy life with him. Now, you brought up the dad bod. Notwithstanding everything you just said, we do have to talk about the dad bod thing. <laughs> okay. We because that. women sometimes say they find dad bod sexy. And that's hard for a lot of men to wrap their heads around, especially when we as guys really respect other guys who've been to the gym and kept themselves fit and healthy. I mean, to us, that represents that this guy has control over his own life that he's a leader, that you know, he has self-respect. Indeed, we like women who have self-respect also. That doesn't necessarily, like I alluded to, mean that we like skinny 
rail thin women because to us, a lot of them look like they need to eat, frankly. They don't look healthy at all. True. You want a woman who's healthy, no matter if she's skinny or, you know, a little, a little plump. You want her nice and healthy. Right. So when women say that they find a dad bod sexy, elaborate a little bit on that. What are the parameters there and why? Well, a dad bod might have a little extra inches on him. He's enjoyed a few extra meals that- Where are those few extra inches? <laughs> in the midsection, usually oh, in the okay. gut. You know, he's enjoyed life a little bit. But usually a lot of times, happy couples, couples will get together and they tend to eat a lot. You know, it's natural. Guys, they like to eat. They like to enjoy life. They sit back and relax and he's going to bring her into his world and they're going to enjoy life together. And that is attractive in itself. Plus, he's spending time with his family, and he knows what to do to nurture and take care of the children, and that's attractive in itself, too. We're not always looking for a man who's at the gym and spending all his time there. Besides, we don't want men looking better than us. Oh, now there is a point. Now, to issue a caveat here, as these guys know who listen to the mountaintop, I've just lost a whole lot of weight. You were loving me and thought I was terrific even when I was way too chunky. But I'm sure you would agree you're glad I lost the weight. Oh, of course I do. Because you're healthier. I know you're going to be with me longer. There's a lot of benefits to it. you know. Right. Plus, you look better, too. Well, see, there you go. I wouldn't say that I am completely out of the realm of dad bod yet. And at age 53, that would be one hell of an achievement to do so. But like you're saying, I'm not even sure it's in my best interest to go and try to look like a fitness model at 53 again. I'm not even sure that's what you or anybody else in my life would even want and if it would really make me that much healthier than just being trim and good to myself otherwise. When a guy is way too thin or way too fit, he's gone out of his way and spent way too much time at the gym, that we don't want to take second place to that. And we don't want to be feeling like we're having to compete with his fitness regimen. When we don't feel like we should have to compete with anybody else that might come in and say, hey, you know, he's pretty good looking. I want him for myself. Oh, okay. So you don't want the man looking better than you. And you also really don't want him looking good enough where other women are going to hit on him. Right. To an really? extreme. To an extreme. To an extreme. Now, you're gratified a little bit by the fact that other women would find your guy desirable. Absolutely. Because then we know we got, we got a good catch. Right. And I think men would feel the same way. But it does get extremely tiring, even to us as men, when the woman in our life is just being hit on sexually constantly because she just exudes sexuality in a way that says, hey, I'm out there, take me. Right. And a guy could do the same thing. Right. You know, I've, I'm oozing all these muscles and I'm taking my shirt off and I'm going to exercise without the shirt. <laughs> yes. I've seen guys in our neighborhood running without the shirt. I'm like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thinking I need to be on whatever program they're on. But, there, you know, that's asking for attention. Right. Okay. So, ultimately, we want to look good for each other. And, of course, the stereotype with women is, you know, she gets married and six months later she's gained 100 pounds because now he put a ring on it and she doesn't have to take care of herself anymore. There's a whole website devoted to before and after wedding pics, by the way. It's I crazy. encountered one of those once. Six months after the marriage, we met a couple for the first time and... We were at their house, and one of our friends, we, a bunch of us were there, but one of the guys at the party picked up the picture and go, hey, who's this girl? It was his wife. It was the couples who lived in that house. That's the man's wife from six months ago when they got married. Now, I would purport that that's not fair at all. Why? Well, because the woman in that situation is likely going to say, well, you should love me for what's on the inside, not what's on the outside anyway. 
Oh, but it was so extreme that in six months you couldn't even recognize that the two people were the same. So I would say that the woman should have done more to take better care of herself, not just for herself, but, you know, because her husband didn't marry someone who weighed 100 pounds more. Exactly. That shows something was wrong. Something, That's just lack of respect. Self-respect and respect for him. Right. It's like, okay, I got him so I don't have to try anymore. That's a trick. It's an aggressive act to get someone committed to you long term and then not take care of yourself, take care of your health anymore. Right. So you're cheating everybody when that happens because you're cheating the other person who, who married somebody they thought had a certain personality. And you're also cheating yourself because you're cheating your health and feeling great and living a life, living a long, healthy life, extending now, your life. Now, before I get hate mail, I'm going to go ahead and absolutely admit that I was in the wrong when I let myself gain weight. Now, the difference is you weren't really all that angry or bitter about it. You loved me anyway. But I woke up. (laughs) It wasn't six months after marriage either. Well, fair enough. But I felt like I was doing you wrong. I felt like I wasn't keeping my end of the bargain, being the healthiest guy who indeed could celebrate the 50th or 60th anniversary with you someday. Or be there for my kids and dance with my daughter at her wedding and all that stuff that's stereotypically thought of when you think of why I should want to live a long life. And so that's a big reason why I got my act together. Right. Plus, I was feeling like I was going to get cheated out of those things eventually. Yeah, right. And I knew that even though you weren't chirping at me about it, you would rather me be 50 pounds less than I was. I don't know. I think I chirped in my own way. Well, perhaps you did. But either way, I took care of it. And I am going to absolutely not be shy about owning the fact that it was wrong for me to let myself get out of hand like that. So I'm not being sexist when I say this woman who gains 100 pounds eight months after her marriage is in the wrong. Because I'm going to admit that I had to, you know, whack myself upside the head with a two by four, as I like to say, and get that handled in my life. Now that we've got that covered, <laughs> let's talk about some, some heavy information. Yeah, literally. Hopefully it's a lot lighter now, right? With that taken care of, I want to go ahead and focus some more on actual motherhood and fatherhood and how those dynamics work in the context of dating and relating. Last week on my Facebook page, I posted an article about this lady who won the Republican primary in the southwestern corner of Colorado. And she's very Republican. She's a gun-toting mama who isn't offended by much and is a little rough around the edges and a very pretty lady, right? If you want to look her up, her name is Lauren Boebert, B-O-E-B-E-R-T. And of course, I got a lot of people who don't vote a certain way saying, oh, she's this horrible person and blah, 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 and hope she loses. Yeah, yeah, fine. I don't care which way you vote. My point was, she to me is the quintessential example of what I would call a boy mom. (laughs) And when I said that, guys are like, I don't even know what you mean. So I elaborated. And what I said was, this is a woman who has sons. She's raising boys. So she's not offended by messy stuff, probably not offended by profanity. She'll go out and play in the dirt. She's expecting things to be a little rough and tumble around the house. She's not a girly mommy. She's a boy mom. Well, she's probably used to the toilet seat being up too. Yeah, right. She probably stands up to pee herself by now. But she's all woman all the time. And she is probably the kind of woman her husband just absolutely adores. Matter of fact, they have four sons together. No daughters, four sons. So nailed it. She's a boy mom, right? Probably drives a full-size SUV like you do, probably four by four since she's in Colorado. And I think women like that would make a great girlfriend. 
or a great wife. You know, and other guys as disagree. As long as you can handle her. Right, exactly. Be, you know, something to handle. Military women, law enforcement officers, women who have been raised on a farm, rodeo girls like the barrel racer chicks like our daughter loves so much, women who have competed in sports, women like that are stronger internally. Well, that's because we appreciate men. We love you guys, especially if we have boys for sons. You know, we can truly appreciate and love our own sons. So we love the male gender. And of course, we're going to have a lot of respect for the men in our lives. I would also add, by the way, in that group, women who had lots of brothers. <laughs> oh, no kidding, right? Right. Like four brothers, one sis. They like men, just like you said. And they're also not so fragile. They're not so easily offended. They're not like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to hurt me. And I'm, I don't understand men. And I just think they're a lot easier to have a relationship with. And once women have had a child or two, it's almost like, dare I say, the halo has come off. There's not this incredibly idealistic sense that, oh, I need to look this perfect way, act this perfect way. And I'm going to have this stereotypically Pollyanna-ish relationship. I mean, you know, there's a kid around now. You have another responsibility. If you're dating, sometimes the child's going to get sick and you're not going to be able to go out on the date or the kids are going to come first and the guy's going to have to wait. And I think a lot of times that's a very good thing because what it does is it allows not only the woman, but any guy who's going to date her just to relax and be genuine. And be real with each other without having to put up this front that I am this incredible, perfect person you've been looking for. You know, now it's just getting real around here. Get into a routine and real life. Right. And I think that's why, contrary to what I've read elsewhere from a lot of guys saying, hey, don't date single moms because you don't want to raise someone else's son. And they're already, you know, they've already been knocked up and ruined and their body's been ravaged by pregnancy. Almost all the time, the guys who are saying that aren't fathers yet. Now, see, when I was dating again, I had a daughter and I had custody of her and I was dating both single moms and women who had never had children yet. And I found that this whole idea of men being a little impatient when they haven't been fathers yet with women who are moms wasn't necessarily a gender specific thing. The single women I was dating, the younger ones usually who had never had children yet, they were a little impatient with my fatherhood and not coming first. And they didn't understand what to do about my daughter or even how to act around her if they had the opportunity to meet her, which wasn't often, et cetera, et cetera. So if you are a parent, if you're a single dad or you're a single mom, there's something about meeting someone else who is a parent that is like you're in the club together. You can relate to each other. Hey, I fully get that if your child is sick or that, you know, you've got something that the child has to do or there's some kind of commitment that you've got to keep with that child. That's going to come before you seeing me because that's life. Life happens. But as a dad, when I was meeting women who were also parents, we had that mutual respect for each other's obligations and parenthood, but we also understood each other. We understood those interesting little nuances that came up because of parenthood. Now, example, dad jokes. Single women who've never had kids before, when I start cracking silly jokes, they roll their eyes and go, oh, please. Right. Whereas as a mom, we get it. We're like, oh, that's funny because yeah, we Yeah, he, he understands kids. Yeah. Right. You know, I tell silly- Staying up late and, you know, taking care of them while they're sick all night long and the little funny things that happen during all those episodes. 
Right, just how to make the most out of life when life gives you lemons. How to make lemonade out of that. It seems like parents are better at that. Not everything is this existential crisis like an MTV reality show. <gasps> Someone drank my last Dr. Pepper. Oh my God, they should be banished from the house. You know, that's just not what people who have been through parenthood think like anymore. Imagine banishing your two-year-old. <laughs> oh God, the two-year-old would get banished 54,000 times a day. I mean, there's a banishment for every second of every day. Who left this trash here? Oh, you would... <laughs> You would turn into a bundle of crazy nerves. You know, you would drive yourself nuts. But, you know, the dad joke thing is one thing. The relating to each other's reality is another. And I think that... That's a turn on when you can relate. Yes, right. And there's that peaceful existence that, hey, you know, we have other obligations, but we're in this together. We understand each other. We can just let our guard down and see if we honestly really get along. And you and I, when we met, we both had one child. Oh, yep. You had a daughter and I had a son. One of each. Still do, right? Except we have two more little bundles of joy who've come along. <laughs> one of each again. Exactly. And that was enough for us to see and acknowledge the parenthood in each other. Almost like a namaste to parenthood, right? I acknowledge right. it. And I think that's something that the people who are cranky about dating a single mom because they haven't been through parenthood yet. That's their blind spot. They don't exactly see or understand how that works, but it's an almost intangible secret code between parents when they're dating that makes it a better relationship because they understand each other's needs more. Right. And, you know, it's understandable if you never had kids and you can't relate or don't understand the dynamics of all of that and trying to meter the patience and, you know, at what point is it too much to handle you know, being real and honest about how much you can handle of that is really important. Remember that one time we met that couple and he didn't have any kids and she had four already, but he had been their swimming coach and liked the kids, but he said he just doesn't like babies and changing diapers. Right. So this was the perfect situation. Apparently the dad, the actual dad was out of the picture and they were the cutest couple and the kids loved the guy mm -hmm. and he had been their swimming coach and now he was going to marry their mommy and they were going to be a family. And he's like, this is great because I love these kids and they've already long since outgrown diapers. Perfect. Instant family. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people think that once I'm a parent, I'm going to be undateable. You know, now that I've had a kid. Or no, three. Or, or three. Five. Or four or five. Yeah. No man's going to want me. No man's going to love me. And you know, what I want everyone listening to understand, whether you're a parent or not listening to this, is everybody's sensibilities are unique. You know, sure, there may be someone out there who says, you're a parent, you've had a kid already, I don't want anything to do with you. And that may be very painful in the moment. Yeah, but in reality, that's a good thing to know it now because you don't want to be in a relationship and the guy is, or woman is way too impatient with your children and life is really stressful. Absolutely. I concur 100%. And the other side of that coin is that once you do meet a man who matches up much better with who you are and what you're about, not only can you enjoy that relationship more, you can enjoy that relationship especially because of your circumstances, not in spite of it. It's not like, hey, this guy loves me even though I have three kids. This guy is the perfect guy for me because I have three kids. It just work even better that way. Right. Yeah. And if he has three of them, then you got a, you got a bunch of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did know a family that way once. Really? Yeah. They, she had two kids. He had three. They got married and they had one more. 
Almost like a Brady Bunch. Three girls, three boys. Yes. With one that, you know, plus one came later. <laughs> the extra one was the girl. So, yes. Yeah, there you go. Well, this has been a great conversation. And for all of you single moms and single dads out there, or indeed married couples with kids. And you know what? Let's go ahead and roll in all those people out there who don't have kids yet, but who are dating and wondering, hey, should I date a single mom or dad? Um, do I even want kids of my own someday? Respect to all of you. You have a right to know who you're looking for, what circumstances in your dating and relationships you're looking for, and uh, be true to it. Well, you know, the women who are single, if they're teachers or they're in some sort of career that lends itself to being very nurturing, you know, that's a turn on. That even though they're not moms, they are acting in place of a mom at certain parts of the day. Absolutely. And if you would like to talk to us for free for 25 minutes about maybe getting some coaching so that you can find the right person in your life or develop the kind of relationship you want, Emily, they can go to the show notes page, which are either mountaintoppodcast.com or scottandemily.com front slash podcast. Click on the upper right-hand corner and uh, schedule that 25 minutes with us. We'll talk about where you are right now, where you want to be, and maybe put a plan of action together to get you the right man or right woman in your life and get you on the path of getting what you want. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're on social media, you can find both Emily and I on Twitter. I'm at Scott McKay. Emily is at Emily McKay. I am now on Parler, which is the new social media platform that believes in free speech. And you can go to Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, and find me at Scott McKay, S-C-O-T-M-C-K-A-Y. And uh, that's all we got for this week. I think that's a lot. Yeah, good show. Until we talk to you again real soon, this is Scott. And this is Emily. Be good. And have fun. Mountaintop Podcast is produced by X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Be sure to visit www.mountaintoppodcast.com for show notes. And while you're there, sign up for the free X and Y Communications newsletter for men. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Mountaintop Podcast.